Good evening, all of you, and welcome you all once again to the Soulful Schools, a masterclass on alternative education in collaboration with Helios Educor. It has started for the last 10 days. This will another few more sessions to go. This will take you on a journey of transformation. We here are thrilled to introduce you another 20 alternatives holistic and democratic learning spaces uh, selected from across the country where innovative topics, informative content and progressive ideas are being shared with you all. We are sure that this forthcoming sessions will inspire you to bring about possible changes, alternatives in your schools to take your schools to a further direction and a new beginning. Once again, I Dr. Meera Subramanian, welcome you all, your moderator for today. To briefly introduce myself, I'm a lifelong learner and an educationist. I have a master's degree in botany and biochemistry, and I also have a master's in management studies in education. I have done my PhD in education, the, uh, the topic being uh, the policies and programs of the professional development of secondary school teachers in USA, implications to India. I have 40 years of teaching experience and also holding administrative posts. I am now a CBSC trainer and a freelance educator. I, I have also presented several papers in national and international educational conferences on the professional development of teachers in various countries and on rural education. I have written chapters for several books. I'm also a reviewer for the editor and in the editorial board for several international journals. I'm very happy today to welcome Maya Menon from the Teacher Foundation. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Meera. Uh, Maya Menon is the founder director of the Teacher Foundation. She has an MBA in education management from University of Leicester, UK. Diploma in journalism with distinction from Bharatiya Vidya Bhavan, New Delhi, and also a BSc BA from Delhi University. Maya has been in the field of education for over three decades. Her areas of professional experience include conceptualizing, designing, and implementing a wide range of school and teacher related projects and services, including the Vipro Applying Thought in Schools for Teachers Empowerment project initiated in 2001, and also Safe and Sensitive Schools initiated in 2009, and most recently, the development of Indian social and emotional learning framework and age bandit <coughs> set of standards for social and emotional learning for Indian schools. In 1988, she set up the newspaper in education program for the Times of India in Bangalore. Her interests include school effectiveness, research and whole school improvement, teacher development and interpersonal communication in the classroom, leadership and strategic management of schools. She has also been a full-time teacher trainer since 1996, conducting professional development programs for heads and teachers of schools across India and abroad. 
She has trained several thousand teachers across the past 20 years. She has presented at leading education conferences, both nationally and internationally. She's an accredited teacher trainer for Jenny Mosley Consultancies UK for training teachers on whole school quality circle time across schools in India. Mayal has written on issues concerning educational practice and management in leading publications like the Times of India, the Economic Times, Education World, Teacher Plus, the Mentor, etc. She has written a chapter on addressing teacher quality and training in a book titled Accrediting Access to Quality Education, a Brookings India 2015 publication. She has also been a member of the British Council India's policy think tank for continuing professional development. She was also invited to be on the National Technical Committee set up by the National University for Educational Planning and Administration, NUPA, for developing standards for school leaders. With this, I welcome Maya Ma'am and let us all listen to her on developing authenticity and critical thinking through a focus on social and emotional learning in children. Over to Maya Ma'am. Thank you so much, Dr. Meera Subramanian. And a warm welcome to all of you who've uh, decided to spend a Friday evening or Friday afternoon uh, listening to what I may have to say. I hope you will find it useful. So I'm just going to make, I have a PowerPoint to present and I know I have very limited time. So, um, so hopefully we will have enough time for your question and answers too. So, okay. So uh, Mira has given a very, very detailed introduction of my work um, and, of what, and what I do. I'm with the Teacher Foundation and our focus has, all, has for many, many years been on social and emotional learning. And over the years, we have developed standards for social and emotional learning, which I'll talk to you about. But critically, I want to talk about how do we develop authenticity and critical thinking in children through a focus on social and emotional learning. And the reason why I've used these words, authenticity and critical thinking, partly because critical thinking is a term that has been used time and time again in our new education policy, the National Education Policy of 2020. So it's important for us to examine how do we teach for critical thinking, because otherwise it's just another word that's going to be bandied about in our documents, in our policy documents, and may not necessarily make much meaning for teachers who are in the classroom or teachers who are in the virtual classroom, as many of us are now. So let's unpack these terms. What, is, what do we mean by authenticity? What do we mean by critical thinking? And what do we mean by social and emotional learning? All these are terms that you may have heard of. Uh, but let's, uh, let's try and understand uh, what, what do we th these words mean. Um, uh, let's look at authenticity. The well-known speaker and um, you know, uh, guru uh, who, who talks on YouTube, so to speak, Simon Sinek, he, taught, he says authenticity is when you say and do things you actually believe. Now, this is very important. It's a simple thing, simple enough thing to say. When you say and do things you actually believe, that tells you that you need to, you, you need to have a certain sense of personal integrity, a certain sense of personal identity to say what you believe in, to do what you believe in. Now, I'm not sure how much of our education system actually focuses on this, saying and doing things that you believe in rather than 
saying things that you think others want you to say, saying things that you want uh, that uh, ch you want uh, children to say uh, what uh, adults, parents, or teachers want them to say, and so on. Now that is inauthentic. So, so let's park that for the time being. Then let's look at the next term: critical thinking. Critical thinking, which has been mentioned time and um, several times in our new education policy, is the objective analysis of facts to arrive at a judgment or decision. So, authenticity we've seen as say, being able to say and do the things that you believe in truly. And critical thinking is a very cognitive uh, capacity. It requires uh, five skills of analysis, interpretation, inference, uh, explanation, self-regulation, open-mindedness, and problem solving. Uh, these are big words. These are really higher order thinking skills in order to be able to uh, say that a, a child or a group of children are able to think critically. Uh, and it requires, uh, you know, informed judgment and decision making. Now let's look at SEL, which is perhaps my most favorite word because that's what we have done the most amount of work in, SEL, and how SEL links up to critical thinking and authenticity. SEL is uh, social and emotional learning. It's a short form for social and emotional learning. And it can be defined as the process of acquiring a set of social and emotional skills and these skills are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. So you can see some links with, we were talking about critical thinking as well as uh, authenticity. Self uh, authentic authenticity can start uh, or should start with self-awareness. But importantly, these five skills of self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, social awareness, excuse me, relationship skills and decision making can happen only in a safe, supportive environment that encourages social, emotional and cognitive development with authentic opportunities for practicing these skills. Now, this is a, a definition we have adapted from CASEL. CASEL is a US-based organization, which is a, an acronym for Collaborative of Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning. They are based in Chicago, but they have done uh, very, very uh, seminal work in the area of social emotional learning across the country, uh, across uh, the USA, as well as in other parts of the country, because even our work in SEL has been uh, inspired by Castle's work. So I'll come to that later. Okay, so, so we've got, we've set aside what we mean by, uh, you know, I, I had this long title, so I, I wanted to just unpack the terms of authenticity, critical thinking, and social emotional learning. Now, how do they all link up? Let's, uh, let's now just uh, quickly just sort of dip into the national education policy of 2020. Uh, NEP is, uh, I'm quoting from the NEP is based on the principle that the national education policy is based on the principle that education must develop not only cognitive capacities, which are both foundational capacities of literacy and numeracy and higher order cognitive capacities, such as critical thinking and problem solving, but also social, ethical and emotional capacities and dispositions. So it's fair and square stated the linkages between uh, you know critical thinking and social and emotional uh, learning because all the both these facets or all these facets and dispositions are required 
for a child to be seen as a well-educated, well-adjusted human being with the right cognitive capacities as well as social, emotional, ethical capacities and dispositions. So I, this, is a quote, uh, this is a direct quote from the national education policy. So my uh, assumption and my proposition for our webinar today is that social emotional learning, SEL, equals authenticity plus critical thinking. So it's like a small little simple equation I wanted to provide you with. Uh, it is through social emotional learning. Uh, social emotional learning is an amalgamation of authenticity and critical thinking. Or you could say through social emotional learning, you can actually um, you know, develop authenticity as well as critical thinking. So let's examine that a little bit more. Uh, I love this quote by uh, uh, Zoe Weil. Uh, she's from the Institute of Humane Education. She says, the world becomes what we teach. And I often like to extend that quote by saying, the world will not become what we don't teach. Now, what do we not teach currently in an explicit way in our schools? Even though, even though we know that it is important, we don't necessarily teach compassion. We don't necessarily teach collaboration we don't and collaboration and cooperation we don't necessarily teach how it is to be take courageous de decisions how do you swim against the tide and now these are big uh, and, and these are all important in order to be able to live a productive and um, you know happy happy life later on so these uh, so do, uh, uh, the world becomes what we teach and the world will not become what we don't teach so let's examine this let's dig a little deeper Therefore, what can teachers and schools do? They need to experience authentic learning opportunities themselves. Schools and teachers, are, um, schools of course are entities, but teachers particularly themselves have not necessarily gone through a schooling system where they have themselves experienced authentic learning opportunities. That's my proposition. And that's been also my experience over uh, three and a half decades of working in schools and with schools and, and uh, last to uh, uh, plus decades with uh, working with teachers directly. Uh, they need to have skills for critical thinking. How can we look at analysis, problem solving, open-mindedness, self-regulation, etc., as uh, important skills for critical thinking if they've not experienced it themselves? And of course, they critically, and that's why it's in blue, they themselves need to have social emotional learning competencies. Uh, if a teacher herself is not aware or himself is not self-aware, himself doesn't have the self uh, social awareness, himself doesn't have adequate relationship skills or decision-making skills or self-management skills, you can't really expect teachers uh, and these educators to actually develop in children the very same skills. So we believe by, we go by this quote, Will, Will Durant is an American philosopher and he says we are what we repeatedly do. So all of us, something that we do out of sheer habit, that's what we become. So excellence is not an act but a habit and which means that you need to do it day in and day out. Not Because a lot of times teachers tell me, oh but I know this and I do this sometimes but it's not a case of doing it sometimes. It's a case of, do you do it every single day that you are a teacher? 
And so that is what we have to en uh, encourage and nurture in teachers and in schools, that we do certain things, not because it's a good to do thing today, because it's convenient for me to do, or I can do it today, but tomorrow it's not convenient for me to do. It shouldn't be that. It should be that this is the right thing to do, and that's what that's where you come from your uh, you know root roots of authenticity this is the right thing to do i believe it's the right thing to do and therefore i do it day in and day out even if it's sometimes uncomfortable or inconvenient for me to do because it's the right thing by uh, by the children it's the right thing to do by me as an educator as a professional and so on so that's one point i just want to sort of stress upon so that's why we we focus a lot on helping teachers become happier people because we believe happy teachers are for you know uh, allow for happy schools and when there are happy schools children are also happy and learning well so this is a uh, you know teacher founded ttf is our short form for the teacher foundation it's our ttf's booklet of activities and ideas to foster teacher well-being teachers own social and emotional well-being in order that, uh, they, and if you want to, we can be happy to send you a copy. Um, it's, it's for free. So we will send you a copy of Happy Teachers for Happy Schools. Because without teacher well-being, without teachers' own critical thinking abilities, which are, without own teachers', teachers own authentic learning opportunities, we can't look at authenticity, critical thinking, and social-emotional learning for children. So let me tell you about the TTF's original research on SEL for Indian schools. And it took a long time, from 2012 to 2019, when we actually uploaded it, uploaded it as a free download, uh, freely downloadable web, uh, you know, resource on our web, from our website. So any of you, I'll, send you, I'll give you the link and you can download it for, as a free resource. So it's important for you to know what is this research. Um, it's not just a booklet that we just put together. It took us seven long years of hard work. The research that TTF undertook was to create a set of Indian benchmarks for teachers to know what social and emotional learning competencies need to be developed in their students, which means that they, these benchmarks needed to be in clear age bands so that teachers could know my six to eight year olds, what sort of social emotional, how should the social emotional learning competencies look in my six to eight year olds, which would be grade one to grade three, versus if, a, if you're a grade a plus two teacher, grade 11 and 12 teacher, what, uh, how should the social emotional learning competencies uh, look in my 16, 17, 18 year olds? It needed to be in age bands. So that's where it was difficult because we needed to make sure that uh, this, um, these Indian benchmarks were relevant for India and were in Indian age bands, not Western age bands, not East Asian age bands, but age bands that are relevant for our children and their developmental milestones. So it was a long and uh, rigorous research process. The research involved two phases and six steps. First of all, we had to study existing research on social emotional learning across the world. So that's one thing we did. We did extensive research. It took us six months just to do that. Then we had to look at what are the frameworks for social emotional learning existing in the world. And the primary ones were, of course, three. Uh, there was the CASEL framework, this uh, collaborative of academic social and emotional learning, which I just talked to you about. There's the SEAL framework, which is the U uh, UK framework, uh, which is social. It's an acronym for social and emotional aspects of learning. 
And then there's the WHO's life skills, which are which many of the CDC schools were using as part of their CCE, uh, where they had to uh, assess for both values, attitudes, and life skills. So we examined all these frameworks, and then we put them together to create a sort of hypothetical, preliminary, integrated frame, SCL framework for India. But of course, that was our framework. We hadn't tested it out. So we needed to do a field study. So we did the first phase of field study where we actually went to experts, the professionals, the, psych the psychologists, the clinical psychologists, the counselors, uh, uh, the psychiatrists to, exa uh, to examine is this framework a plausible framework? And they gave us feedback, uh, in, including in terms of age bands. Is this framework plausible in terms of Indian age band? They gave us some feedback. But we can't just depend on experts. We needed to depend on people on the ground, the teachers, the students themselves, for whom we are pre, uh, pre, you know, uh, developing this framework after all. So we went to phase two of our field, stu uh, field study, which, where we actually went to schools across the country, talked to teachers, talked to students, talk uh, interviewed head teachers. We gathered data through questionnaire surveys, focus group discussions, and we, uh, we analyzed the data. Based on that data, we actually developed our framework and you can see our, my, uh, the logo right on the left-hand corner, which is the Indian Social and Emotional Learning Framework. We also developed a set of guidelines so that teachers can, will know how to use the framework. So these is, uh, this was what happened. And then we, ha we, pilot, we had to pilot test the framework. Um, and we pilot tested it uh, in, a, in a, small, uh, with a small cohort of schools because we needed to check if practicing teachers can use this uh, as a resource for developing social emotional learning in children. We gathered data from school and when we were asking uh, the questionnaires uh, that we, uh, we designed to ask uh, teachers and students questions, etc. We were asking questions, uh, we were asking schools the following questions. Uh, in of course, in, 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 with uh, many, there were many questions, but broadly there were, they were these three categories. Are the five SEL category competencies mentioned in the CASEL's framework, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making, are these skill competencies relevant for Indian schools? Then we also need to, that's a Western framework. What are, are there any other competencies apart from these competencies? So we needed to find that out. And finally, we needed to know what are the age bands for Indian, because the Western bands are, children are able to do certain things earlier sometimes than our children or vice versa. So we needed to test that out. So this is where we went. Everything that is in green in, in the map of India, those are the regions where we actually went to. We went to 15 locations, urban and rural. We actually visited 90 schools, uh, which may not seem a lot, but it was a lot because we had to do it in 10 different languages. Uh, we both private and government. We went to uh, we uh, we talked to as well as uh, you know uh, surveyed 850 teachers teaching across the grades grades one to twelve. We uh, we gathered data from 3,300 students from grades four to twelve because we thought the grades one to three children would be a bit too young. Uh, and then we did 30 teacher group interviews. I think somebody has to mute themselves. Yeah. And we did this in 10 different languages. That's why it took us so long, because we had to make sure the instruments were valid at, in, in each of the languages that we had to translate them into. And then we had to back translate it into English before we could 
uh, analyze the data, etc. What was our key research finding? Very quickly, I want to tell you. We saw uh, uh, there's a more detailed document I can always share with you later, but we found clear differences between what students feel about themselves and what teachers feel about students, which tells you that teachers are not necessarily in sync with what children's emotions are and what children feel about themselves. Secondly, we saw clear differences in feelings about school and themselves amongst boys and girls. What girls felt about school and about themselves was different from what boys felt about school and about themselves. But both teachers and students consider academic success to be the most important aspect of school. Now, that's a telling comment because everybody knows that it's not just academic success that schools exist for, but because children are so conditioned to that by their parents, by, as well as by, by their teachers, they feel that that is the most important thing too, just like their teachers. So, so let's see how did, from our data, what was the difference in prioritization of SEL competencies amongst teachers as well as students. For teachers, self-management was the most important because they felt that children have, four students, I'm so, so teachers, uh, children have to manage themselves, children have to do their uh, work on time, etc., uh, finish, uh, you know, pass exams, etc. Then they said decision making, because after all, children have to take good decisions later on in life, etc. Then they felt they have to get along with people. Children need to be able to get along with people. So relationship management. Then they said social awareness, because they have to be a lot more uh, you know, aware of the social problems in a country, diverse, large country like India, etc. And the last priority was provided to self-awareness. That means uh, uh, self-awareness amongst ch children. So teachers didn't think self-awareness was the topmost uh, uh, priority, but it was the fifth priority. For students, it was different. For them, relationship management was the top priority because they're still struggling with getting along with each other, with peers, with, uh, with adults, parents, teachers, etc. Next was self-management because they're also regularly, it's being dinned into them. You need to do your job well, you need to study hard, you need to do, uh, finish your homework on time, etc. Then it was social awareness for them. Then it was decision making because they believed also they had to get, you know, you know go, get out of the school, take good decisions for life, for uh, family, etc. And lastly, like for teachers, self-awareness. So you could see how both teachers and students considered self-awareness perhaps the least priority. The analyzed data from our research, uh, after we, when we analyzed the data, we re-examined uh, and modified the integrated contextualized SEL framework, which we had put together from CASEL, SEAL, and WHO's slide skills. We modified it based on the data that came from the ground. We added learning, uh, uh, learning outcomes also based on what teachers and students were saying and, and data from the school. But we found that the, the competencies were quite relevant. The five competencies were as relevant for India as, as it is for a Western uh, country. We corrected the age bands for some of the learning standards based on Indian uh, uh, you know, uh, child development. And then we consulted a NIMHANS expert who's uh, on child development uh, stages, Indian child development stages, just to validate the age bands once more. And therefore, the Indian social and emotional learning ISA framework emerged. 
we rework definitions of each of the SEL competencies so that they are Indian definitions for our children. We also uh, 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 rework the definitions of learning standards and learning outcome. We further validated, validated the corrected framework and we called it ISIL, which is a very sort of uh, appropriate term. I for India, I for myself also in that sense. And we pilot tested it in 12 schools for one short academic year, not, and that completed last year. So this is how the competencies looked. For us, self-awareness is the crux of our I-self competencies from where emerges self-management, relationship management, social awareness, and decision-making. And if you unpack this, dive in a little deeper, I'm sorry if you can't see it very clearly, each of the competencies has two to three learning standards, and each of the learning standards have uh, uh, several in, in nine to 10 learning outcomes. And these learning outcomes are the ones that are in age bands. So some learning outcomes will be for in, in the age band six to eight, next would be nine to 10, 11 to 13, 14 to 15, and 16 to 18. So that would be spanning your uh, classes, grade one to grade 12. And for each of the learning outcomes, we have clear learning opportunities. Uh, sorry, for each of the age bands, we have clear learning opportunities. So that teachers have to give children these learning opportunities in order that the learning outcomes and the learning standards and competencies are met. So this is how it looks. You can look at it a little bit because I know I'm running. I'll be soon out of time. Um, yeah. So how will ISELF be useful for schools? Um, sorry, I just want to show you how this looks across, but you can look at it when you, can down, when you download it from our website. How will ISELF be useful for schools? State governments or even the central government, NCERT, can develop their SEL curriculum based on the age-banded ISELF framework. Teachers will be aware of the opportunities they must provide their students to develop each of the SEL social-emotional learning competencies. And Teacher Foundation itself, TTF uses the whole school quality circle time approach to foster SEL as well as authenticity and critical thinking among students. For us, it's all three, into, three in one through a very simple approach called circle time. It's about the teacher and the students in her class or his class sitting in a circle and talking things out, sharing ideas, sharing feelings, etc. And you can develop all the SEL competencies and develop authenticity and critical thinking. A special thanks as, as part of our seven-year journey in developing ISIL, the Teacher Foundation's own school well-being team, TTF's advisory council for the research who stayed the course with us across the seven years, um, in, um, uh, include, and there were members who are clinical psychologists, psychiatrists, qualitative researchers, quantitative researchers, as well as the head of the psychology department of NCRT. There were other experts in state education departments who also helped us because we had to go and gather data from different states and different schools. To truly understand ISELF, of course, one needs to go through ISELF and its accompanying teacher's handbook, which we don't have a time today, but you, it's a freely downloadable resource from this, web, uh, from this link. You can go to our website and download it. To end, I want to just say, when children feel well, they will respond and learn better. And that's why I believe SEL equals um, authenticity and critical thinking. Because if, if, we, if we don't help children learn, grow 
feeling well about themselves and their surroundings and the world at large, we will never be able to help them respond with authenticity and learn uh, with all their critical thinking faculties alive and kicking. Thank you. So that I'm stopping sharing my screen now. Uh, Ma'am, this has been a wonderful experience for us because I also work with the teachers for their professional development. That's my favorite uh, topic. And yes. uh, I learned so many things from you today. And now we'll go start the question and answer section. I'll read the questions one by one and you can respond to the questions. Sure. Yes. Sure. How, the first question is, how to remove the disparity in the teaching learning process in schools? I know another disparity when we talk about, I, I, in fact, I, I, there are different kinds of disparities in schools. Is it disparity between preschool teachers, primary teachers, high school teachers, uh, and, uh, and therefore the children and the, and the segments? Is it private schools and government schools? Is it maths teachers, science teachers who always get pre pre uh, you know, uh, more importance than uh, PE teachers and, or the music teachers? So disparity can have, has different connotations. And I think this is where uh, this idea of authenticity and critical thinking comes in. Because if we think about things in terms of, with a certain sense of genuineness, we do know that physical development, physical education, artistic development uh, is as important as development of children's capabilities in maths and languages and sciences and so on. I, and I think the new education policy provides the framework to begin to think about it. But eventually, it's up to you and me. Nobody else is going to remove. The government is not, official is not going to come into every school to remove the disparity. School managements are not going to come in to remove disparity. It has to be at the individual level. It's up to all of us to say that we have to do the right thing and, and do things right. And I think that's the only way we can. And, and don't expect somebody else to do it for you. We have to do it for ourselves. So um, that's my on, short answer to it, if I may. Yeah. Uh, the second question is, how do we truly help teachers recognize the fruits of their labor when this is often lost amidst the many students that we work with? I know. That is true. And also partly because teachers and the teaching community, and I'm a big champion and ambassador for teachers uh, because uh, teachers are unsung people even though we like to call it a noble profession they uh, they're truly unsung in our country and I, I as as an ambassador of teachers and the teaching career I I don't think um, you know anybody else can help us it has to be we ourselves uh, it's not for us to help um, you know help teachers recognize the fruits of their labor they need to have the confidence and the uh, and the assurance that yes, I I'm worth it, as that popular ad says, I'm worth it. So they need to be able to recognize it amongst themselves. And for that, people like you, Mira, and me, we have to help develop in teachers their own sense of self-confidence, self-esteem, um, and their sense of self-worth. Because it, it's each one has, all of us have to recognize the fruits of our labor for ourselves. Nobody else can recognize it for them. Uh, I and that's again where, sorry, uh, sorry, just, sorry, uh, just, and that's where our own 
social emotional learning competencies come in our own self awareness our own relationship skills and social awareness and so on yeah i totally agree with you for that yeah. uh, the third question is can you tell us how the teacher foundation approach evolved on professional development over two decades yes i i'm happy to say it very uh, in in very short um, uh, the teacher foundation is uh, well it's not two decades as yet it's nearly two decades old we are about 18 and a half years old so in that and i think um oh, teacher foundation was set up on the premise that teachers teach the way them, that, that they have been taught and our premise was that we need to help them learn in different ways so that they will be able to teach in different ways because uh, the way, reason why our schools are chronically rote based teaching is chronically rote based is because teachers themselves even in their teacher training colleges in their bed or dead um, institutes they've been taught in a very rote based exam oriented way and if that has to change we have to help them learn with meaning learn with authenticity learn through developing their critical capabilities and that's what we try and do at the teacher foundation and i say try and do uh, because not that we haven't been successful but because it's a long arduous struggle because we we are a country of about 7 million or more teachers we have millions and millions of children who have to uh, learn well and who have to be educated well so it's a long arduous struggle and it's very difficult for teachers sh to shed old habits so our aim is to help teachers experience a, a different uh, kind of learning for themselves a more learning a learner and learning centered approach for themselves because then that is something they can then transact or trans uh, you know replicate with their own children in their classrooms physical or virtual classrooms so the fourth question is the teacher training institutes are not producing capable teachers what yeah. should be done to improve teacher training yeah and i think this is a one thing which is while it's been talked about in the new education policy in terms of what uh, you know what are, what are the what are the mechanisms of uh, educating teachers we haven't touched upon the real crux of the problem and the problem is that we we need faculty we need teacher educators who have who are able to transact and uh, curriculum with uh, potential teachers uh with a sense of authenticity with that sense of uh, uh, building in cooperation collaboration critical thinking problem solving abilities all the skills that the new education policy says that, uh, needs to be fostered in children so the big gap the big lacuna in our uh, uh, teacher education uh, teacher training institutes is the absence of teacher educators uh, who have the same skills and also more than more importantly teacher educate in the classroom i think it is very important for all people who want to be teacher educators or work in teacher training colleges or institutes they need to have worked with children themselves not with uh, not just taught because they are teaching adults teachers uh, teacher trainees are adults but they have to have taught at uh, you know 10 year olds 6 year olds 8 year olds 15 year olds and so on. they need to have known Oops. Are you all there? Yes, um, we are not able to hear you, ma'am. Hello. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I suddenly lost you all. 
Yeah, we are there. Okay, know. sorry. So uh, that's uh, so that is the thing. That's the reason why teachers, uh, you know, uh, we're not producing capable teachers. Uh, it is fair and uh, square. The uh, reason is because our teacher educators need to be uh, over, uh, uh, teacher edu uh, teacher educator skills need to be overhauled. Ma'am, uh, I'll add. Shall I add uh, something to that? Please, like, of course, this can be a, this is a dialogue. Yeah, the teacher educators, I feel, should have worked in the schools to know the children because many of the teacher educators are not, have not worked in the schools. They have done their PhD and come as uh, professors. So, I mean, it should be made mandatory that they have to work in a school to become a teacher educator. That's what I feel. You know, that's a lack exactly. of what you're talking about. Exactly. In fact, I, I, I don't think you heard me. I said that. I'm not sure if you heard me because that's exactly what I said. I said that it's very important for teacher educators to have worked with children, children of different ages. Otherwise, they don't know what, what are the struggles of a teacher in the classroom. True. Uh, so the last question is, uh, which is that one unique quality a teacher must possess to be an inspirational leader and a mentor? That's a, a tough question. So I have to give a simple answer for a tough question. So I'm going to say enthusiasm. And I'll tell you why. Uh, in, in, because you need to be enthusiastic about your subject. You need to be enthusiastic about the children you're going to be teaching. You need to be enthusiastic for regularly learning. Uh, you, uh, and from enthusiasm, you will be able to acquire creativity, uh, collaborative abilities, commitment, uh, and develop your own competence and uh, capabilities, as I said earlier. So I think I would say the simple word would be enthusiasm, because with enthusiasm, you will also be authentic as far as your work is concerned. You will say what you believe in, and you will do what you believe in. And that comes a full circle in a sense. <laughs> Thank you so much, ma'am, for answering. Now we have a discussion session. So I call sure. upon Malika, ma'am, to discuss with you. The question is, what do you Hi, Malika. What do, you do to foster student Good evening. Good evening. in your school? Welcome, ma'am. Good evening, my ma'am, and good evening, everyone. And thank you so much, Meera, ma'am, for the opportunity. Thank you, uh, Dipankar, for the opportunity. And Maya, ma'am, I must say, what a session. Like uh, you can read the chat box also. So many takeaways from this one session. And definitely we are privileged to hear to you. I've heard you earlier also in different conferences. And I definitely agree with each and every idea of yours or whatever you tell. It's very much doable. Now, why I'm saying it is very much doable that I would like to start. Uh, first, let me introduce myself. I'm Malika Freeman. I'm working as principal. Integrate International School. Okay. New yes. yes. So uh, if we start with what ma'am said, ma'am said that authenticity, three things which ma'am focused on, Maya ma'am focused on, authenticity. I'll take it one by one how we do it in our school. Now, authenticity is when you teach students, like ma'am said, whatever say and do things which you actually believe. So in our school, if you, if I take example of, I would like to uh, do more, give more of anecdotes. So if in our school, if we say that eight o'clock, the school gates close, school gates close at eight o'clock. We do not allow, we do give five minutes of time for people who may have some exigency. But eight o'clock, if a student comes after eight o'clock, the student is not allowed. 
because we tell students that you need to be in school 10 minutes before the school begins or because that yeah. is how we teach punctuality and yeah. for that we have all teachers coming to school by 7 yeah that's the time for teachers so do what you say if we tell students no you cannot use the lift for going to the third floor we teachers also climb up the steps unless until there's a problem absolutely if teachers say in the classroom that if you don't behave i'll take you to the principal so my teachers have to bring them to the principal yeah it is not an empty threat so that yeah. is how we teach authenticity and i totally agree that it's very important to teach them that whatever words we speak these are not just words we mean it and that is what they will also learn i hope we are on the right track mayama i'm sure you are <laughs> yeah. second man spoke about critical thinking the objective is to analyze facts to arrive to a judgment now how we do in our school every day we begin our school with 45 minutes of what we call as a zero hour in yeah. which we show ted talks to students now these ted talks are selected by the students they are moderated by the students after for discussions teacher is there in the class who is a facilitator but the teacher also acts as a student in the class when she is also giving points so that is how the critical thinking because these topics which are chosen by the students along with the teacher is through discussion that which topics which are the ted talks which will be watching or it is taking up a newspaper article again students are assigned this duty they take up the topics they discuss yeah. it in the class that is how critical thinking another step is the school cabinet now we all have school cabinets in our school but the problem which i see in most of the cabinet is or for students is that we want everybody to be the conformist whatever we say do it that way you don't have any right to speak anything this is what we mostly see in schools but what is different in our school and what we do here differently is cabinet has the full liberty to take a decision they have mm. to inform us definitely and if we think otherwise we give our logic what we tell our cabinet is or the school council is whatever decisions you come to should be logical if there is a logical reasoning we accept it if there is no logical reasoning we give our logic and ask them to analyze whether it is mm -hmm. right or not it's again not imposed on them for that matter any decision in school even if it is the rules we have golden rules in this one those golden rules are also achieved or come up by discussion with the students it's simple why should we are pin our collar button and wear our ties up till here and not like a noose in our neck mm. so the experiment the thing which was done is that okay one person with tie a tie like a noose in the neck and the other person which is put properly who has put properly and we said see the difference in the body language of both and decide which one do you prefer and that is how you'll find that our students they wear their tie properly these are small things mm. though but very important in shaping the personality of the students mm. coming to the social uh, emotional learning uh, ma'am you will be happy to know that we have our students during this pandemic have come up with a society called as active minds so mm. i asked and these are psychology students so it's kind of an experiential learning it's kind of an internship for them i asked them why do you want to start this society 
because it's very very delicate and you cannot you are not trained to do it or to enter the class and talk to students about their social emotional well-being they shared a complete proposal with me on how they want to perceive it how they want to take it up they wanted to be trained by the psychologists and psychiatrists which we are doing right now they okay. started entering the class and doing art therapy with them doing Excellent. sports therapy with them and i am seeing such a big change that these students now students of class 7 and 8 they have started writing to active minds on their problems they have started opening up with their small small issues and these students yes i'll say they are not fully trained so my counselor is completely involved with them but yes it has started that way so bringing a social emotional learning curve to the school starting that curve i think uh, somewhere we have achieved that also the counselors they organize a session called as let's talk in which no teacher is involved it's only yeah. the counselor and the students and students yeah. freely talk in the class and uh, the counselor doesn't obviously she is not supposed to share with anybody and she doesn't share also unless and until there's something which she feels that we need parental intervention that is when only the person uh, the parent or the teacher or we are involved in that for taking feedback or something so these are things when you were speaking i was just putting a take my checklist yes this is there this is there this is there so i was so happy that yes whatever you are saying it's something which we are doing and it's something very much doable because most of the people and teachers where we uh, i think where we go wrong is we think that these are all big words and these are things which cannot be realized or cannot happen in real but after listening to you and after looking at my checklist i can say 100% that yes this all each and everything can happen and ma'am on behalf of the entire group here me may i request you to share the book with all of us because that yes. book will be excellent resource for all of us to learn even more certainly so in fact that's why i put put it on uh, on the website otherwise you go to our website www.teacherfoundation.org and if you just do a, a, a google you get you you'll be able to go to the site where from our website where where you can download it yeah thank you so much ma'am and uh, i would like to ask people how many of us have read toto cham or uh, divas pop i'm sure most of us would have read and there's a sentence that i always kept in my heart from the book toto cham that is uh, having eyes but not seeing beauty having ears but not hearing music having mind but not perceiving the truth having yeah. heart that never moved and therefore never set on fire and these things are these are the things to fear and this is our biggest fear today ma'am i would like your opinion on this i think if that quotation i think it summed up beautifully this whole idea of SEL equals authenticity plus critical thinking. It is just that. It is about being able to see uh, with your eyes, uh, see beauty, see the truth, hear and listen to each other with honesty and genuineness, and be able to think based on uh, the facts available for you, and so on. So it is. Uh, it's all and being happy with yourself in in this entire process because without your own personal sense of happiness and uh, personal sense of awareness uh, however bright and uh, you know intelligent we may be it doesn't really matter because eventually we have to be happy in our own skin and with the people we live with and work with 
yes very true ma'am and thank you so much for those thoughts because uh, we also say that we don't want students who are conformist and what mostly we do is if they don't agree with us we say we the child like is it. disobedient the child exactly. is indisciplined the child is argumentative now again i would like to share one more anecdote here by ma'am uh, two years back there was a student in class 10 who a year back or say Uh, there was a student in class 10 who was not doing very well in academics and we had our annual sports day yeah now uh, this child is very good in sports but because the child is not good in academics and uh, we had planned some extra classes so i told the child no you have to attend these remedial classes because you need to do well in uh, academics so you cannot play this game or this sport you cannot participate in this sport that child walked into my office and said ma'am don't you think you are fake it was fake. like i said i said excuse mm -hmm. me why do you think you are fake she said in all assemblies you say that you should do what you like doing i want to play why are you relating my academics with my sports and why are you stopping me from playing sports Point. i'll study i'll i know i have to study i have to score marks yeah. in my boards i'll do that but don't stop me from this game mm. and i did allow her to participate and today she is the captain of one of the house and she did well in her uh, boards also so that is what we say that we need to allow these children to speak their mind to give a logic yeah. and accept their logic which is very very important yeah uh, i have Thank lots you, of Manika. anecdotes which i can <laughs> share because when i think do, yeah. yes yes ma Somebody is, uh, uh, has a question. I think Ganesh Subram Subramanian. Uh, uh, ma'am, if you have Malika, ma'am, if you have finished, uh, yes, yeah. ma'am. Okay, yes, ma thank you so much for discussing. It was very nice listening to you. Thank you, Malika. And thank you. Uh, we can have one or two you, questions. If anybody wants. Hi, Maya. Hi, Ganesh. Hi, Maya. This is Ganesh Mukherjee. Yes, Ganesh. I, it's almost a deja vu moment for me from what is this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, That's I have, right. Yeah, my I have two things to ask you. More, uh, more opinion. Uh, first, uh, I think uh, I self impacted myself. Uh, so, <laughs> the first question I want to ask you is: uh, is uh, in your uh, in your research, did you yeah. also reach out to parents? Uh, I mean, I'm very very curious to know what was the perception. I know. Yeah. So that was a big. That was a big. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's question number yeah. one. Question number two is: uh, We are still, as a country, we are still obsessed with measurements of learning, right? So, what's your take on on uh, on authentic assessment of SEL yeah. itself? How do we grapple that situation? Yeah. So, uh, one is uh, yes, parents was something we did, uh, you know, dwell a lot, and we, uh, you know, really agonized over whether we should actually ask parents, but. Uh, Parents were also a bit of a difficult, you know, an entity to reach out to. Especially, we were looking at across the country, urban, rural, government, private school teacher, uh, teacher, school students, and parents. So we decided then, since this resource is going to be used primarily in schools by teachers, we would look at the key stakeholders in the schools, who are the students, teachers, and the 
heads also. The heads also were in included. We we left out parents, but then of course we also had the reasoning that most uh, teachers are parents also. So whatever they want for their children, they would also be communicating for, the, for about their students. So that's the way we consider your second question about assessment. Yes, we need to ha have clear standards before we look at assessment. So we right now in the process of looking at developing assessment tools because you need clear standards with clear age. Um, with clear age bands and benchmarks, based on which you can actually have age-appropriate assessment tools, and that's what we're doing right now. Okay. Any Thank more you. questions? You're welcome, uh, Ganesh. Any more questions, please? Anyone else wants to ask question? Yeah, we have four minutes left. I, yeah, <laughs> we get good time, I must say. <laughs> we kept up the time. Yeah. And uh, no one? Okay. That's fine then. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, those of you interested in ISEL, just go to our website. I'll just type in our website so then it's easier for you to look at it. I had put it on my slide presentation also, but uh, yeah. That's our website. From the website, you'll be able to get the link for ISELF. You can, uh, there's a drop down menu. Thank you so much, uh, Maya Ma'am. It's been uh, a pleasure being a moderator for you and learning from you so many things. And uh, It's been a pleasure. And I hope you can stay in touch, uh, Dr. Yes, Meera. Sure, sir. Sure, yeah. ma'am. I would like to be in touch with you. Certainly. Because my, I mean, uh, if I can help you in any way, I'll be very happy to help very you. Very glad. So, thank you so much. So, thank Maya. you. Thank you so thank much. You. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Namaste, Maya. Bye. Namaste. Uh, thank Stay you so safe, much. all of you. Stay thank safe. You so and much, everyone. Uh, all the uh, people who are kindly, nicely listening, and you have taken so much today that just mull over it and then what you can expand it and do it. That will be wonderful for everyone. Thank you, Deepankar, and the feature schools for giving me this opportunity to be a moderator. Thank you so much. Good evening, all of you. Good evening. Bye.